dorks, what are we blowing up? My name is Matthew Kroll. And find the line, feel the air, and let it fly. My name is Shahir Dowd. Family. And I'm Stephen Roberts. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film... Oh, I love that I'm saying this. A Fast X. Fast X. And, uh, and I am glad that Stephen Roberts is back here because he is family. The last time you were here, mm-hmm. I believe, was what for was Ari Aster, Aster's Hereditary. Yes. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what I love about that? Wow, In relation wow. to the Fast and the Furious franchise, yeah. it's like you were a villain and now you're back as family. Wow, I love like the full circle moment that's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. just now because truly, and like, what the end of the spectrum are those two movies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, like one is I'm, the most toxic family you could yeah. possibly imagine, but now, and the other is hit by Vin Diesel. Exactly. But now we're all at the cookout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did some cookout research. Okay, okay. Over this it. week, yeah, and I noticed there's actually not a cookout in every one of the films. You have to kind of like find what what would be considered mm-hmm. the cookout moment. Okay, uh, uh, I believe in uh, two. Fast Too Furious, it's when they go to Luda's like mm-hmm. like Miami like uh, yep. jet ski racetrack exactly. place. Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of like weird ones, but in my head, there's a cookout in every one of these mm-hmm. things. So, so there's so and again, just coming back from a, a full circle point of view, I have been on the podcast to discuss the fate of the Furious. Ooh. I've been on the podcast to discuss Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. There have been two more of these movies since then. Am I correct? Yes, yes, because yes. this is nine. the 10th one, oh. Fast 9, and yeah. then this one. Oh, okay, yeah. no, so, so there's actually oh, only been only, one. you've only missed one. I've yeah. only missed one, because we've not, we've not done any other Fast and the Furious No, movies. you weren't here when we did Fast 9, I did that with Dave yeah. uh, Whiskers yeah. from Nebula. Okay, yeah. and then I, yeah, and then we've not gone back and done a retrospective like no. we've done with the entire oh, yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything like but that. boy, oh boy, it, we should. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, and so uh, I am, you know, like, I, you I've, I've been looking forward to this episode because of one factor, which is that I have zero obligation to these movies. Oh, wow. You know, like, when we've been doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've been we've been following that thing, like, from a very early stage in our podcast. We've been having lots of conversations about it. We've been, you know, we've had Mission Impossible on this, um, on this podcast as well, which I'm sure we're going to have a future conversation about because of something that came up with, uh, with Patrick Williams sure, a couple of weeks sure. ago. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, what what other franchises have we had on the show? Oh, uh, um, uh, I feel like Marvel's the big one. Star Wars we had we, for a we, while. Yes, I we've done the entire Star Wars nineology, whatever it is, but uh, Steven, and been yes. some. We did make a vow, or <laughs> I made a vow. I hope Shahir adhere, <laughs> adheres to it. The next Star Wars film we will not review because he's just had enough. I was so fucking and listen, Andor's great. Uh, some Mandalorian's pretty sweet. I just can't, in good conscience, go to the talk about the next Star Wars movie on this podcast. It burnt me so hard. Can I reveal a secret for you guys? Yeah, sure. I never got into Star Wars. See, it's there fine. You go. Never. It's a normal reaction. A fast series is my Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm pumped here yeah. because so Shahir has no reference, no obligation. Wow. Okay. I came in late. Okay. I came in at Fast Five. Wow. Okay. And yeah. then I've since caught up, of course. Oh, I okay. came in from the very beginning. But that's okay. my point. Yeah. So like, we have a we have a trifecta of different uh, entry. points. Points mm-hmm. into this unpro- improbable series to be where it is today, mm-hmm. and I'm very, very excited so about that. Tell us a little bit about how you got hooked on the first one, the Rob Cohen film. Yes, yeah. the 2001 yeah. mm-hmm. Fast and the, the Furious. Furious. Yes, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Diesel. Uh, Eva Longoria was not in, not Eva Longoria, uh, uh, Jordana Brewster. Yeah. Um, Eva Mendes. Yeah, Eva Mendes. Yes, yes. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. I uh, got hooked on it because I was a teenage boy and it was about cars driving. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and um, living in LA and then also getting in trouble with your friends while driving Ooh. cars really fast. You lived life a quarter mile at the time? Yeah, don't we all still do to <laughs> yeah. this day? And particularly back then when I was a teenager. But it was everything that a teenage boy kind of would be into. It the was skirts were higher. Very they, short. They, they were high yeah. at the time, but they Every skirt I wore in 2001 was yeah. very high. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a lot of thigh was showing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vin Diesel's uh, arms Arm, were yep. showing. Sleeveless. Yeah. 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 yeah, sleeveless. I think at that point, Vin Diesel had maybe the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. He had been in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. So it was a bit of like kind of this... He was a well-known actor. Yeah. Did you see his short film, Multifacial? Oh, we're going to talk about We're going to talk about Multifacial? Yeah. Time I used to show Multifacial in film class. And it's kind of why I love this series, because okay. I can see everything from that in this. You think the the inciting precedent of Multifacial, the idea that Vin Diesel can play any ethnicity and is cast in, as any ethnicity. Famously, uh, Matt, do you know about yeah, Multifacial? Yeah, I'm very familiar. Yeah, so famously, uh, Steven Spielberg saw Multifacial mm -hmm. and cast him in Saving Private Ryan from that from that and that, you know, the start of his stardom, uh, you believe and you're going to hypothesize that we can see the entire seedlings of the Fast and the Furious franchise from multifacial. 100%. All it's right. the idea of looking for yourself, trying to find yourself, and finding yourself in family. Ooh. And it's very much what I think this series has evolved into. Yeah. It's also, if you look at the cast of characters, it's probably... You see it now with Marvel. You see it now with Star, Star Wars, just looking at previews for mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. Yeah. But... You see super diverse casts, okay. and you see like kind of not necessarily things that are forced into it, yeah. But you see like this emphasis on diversity. Whereas you look at a series like Fast and the Furious, uh, even from its inception with uh, Justin Lin and uh, kind of the Han character existing before mm -hmm. jumping into the series, yeah. And I think from the basics, it's building about finding kinship and people who don't look like you people who kind of look like you and being welcoming of others even if they start out as your enemy eventually <laughs> they'll be folded into your family and i think a lot of that is kind of the ethos of what vin diesel is he also has very much this personality of you don't know what the hell is going on behind uh <laughs> those eyes yeah. mm -hmm. but i kind of actually think there's a lot going on there because he's made a lot of these kind of Actors who were probably BC-less actors, multimillionaires off of this series. Right. And he's kind of has a series that rivals the Star Wars and the MCUs of the universes. And so he's been able to kind of create that off of the idea of family and diversity and welcoming <laughs> others. It is an yeah. unprecedented franchise in terms of the fact that in 2001, there was this first film released. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a sequel, Too Fast, Too Furious, yep. then an improbable sort of like side, like a, I guess a side quest uh, with uh, fa uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift, yep. And then around... Uh, uh, the fourth film, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Get rid of all the why, articles. Why, what is the naming convention here? And 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 really, I think again, if you look at Patrick Williams, what he's talked about in terms of the Fast and the Furious, fran Furious franchise, <laughs> um, Fast Five is really where this becomes a something more akin to James Bond in the Mission Impossible franchise, right? It's yes and no. I think <laughs> it's kind of a pivot that happens at, at Fast Four, yeah, because that's when we kind of lose Letty, yeah. And so that yep. sets up what happens in the next few movies. Which <laughs> you you really follow it. Oh, You're yeah. really following it. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, and also one of the things that's really interesting is, yes, chronologically by our timeline, yeah. it's uh, The Fast and the Furious, <laughs> two. Uh, too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift. But actually, Tokyo Drift is about the seventh movie. Yeah, it goes right. one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight, nine. Ten. Yep. So oh, you kind of okay. have to consume it if you like, particularly as people. Who didn't come with it from the start? Yeah, that's kind of the best way to watch. Yeah. So is Han dead or is he alive? He's alive. He's alive yeah. currently, mm -hmm. uh, but he's gonna be dead soon. Well, no, he came back at nine. 
he came back in, was it nine? Yes, nine. <laughs> yeah. He came back in nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came yeah, back yeah, in yeah. nine. Yes. Yeah. And so if you were to watch uh, Tokyo Drift, yeah. Han dies. Yeah. However, when you come back to it, Han's just kind of around and you're uh-huh. kind of like, huh, this doesn't make <laughs> sense. But the thing is, he actually was just maimed. Oh. He didn't die. And but they did. But the, the fun thing about it is, and I, I think was it at the, the end credits of six or seven yep. mm-hmm. uh, when it was revealed that it was actually Statham yep. that mm-hmm. killed him. Yep, uh, Deckard Shaw. Shaw yes, uh, but then he didn't because mm-hmm. obviously he's back. This is the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, this franchise. And we will talk, I promise everybody, specifically about, about Fast 10. Right. Fast okay. 10, your seatbelts, everybody. That is okay. not my I joke. I've I taken that it. from literally everybody else. <laughs> um, but the, the, the way that this thing has proliferated into pop culture, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I started to get into it in a real sort of like, for lack of a better term, like a meme variety. Yeah, I think. Right? Yeah. Okay. But there's something else about this. This is this franchise is not just a meme. Mm-hmm. Like, I have turned the a corner uh, without even hitting my NAS button and, and <laughs> actually, like, made, like, this sounds dumb as hell based on what it is, but, like, I actually care. This is not a joke That's not to dumb me. at all. <laughs> this is not a joke to me anymore, but, like, it feels like it was sort of, like, position to kind of be but then i it has transcended what that is and to your point steven as you were saying before like vin diesel has somehow made what is essentially if you look at it on paper Mm -hmm. a real dumb concept (laughs) yes into something that actually and i can only speak for myself actually has meaning for me Mm -hmm. uh so when this one came around Mm -hmm. i was like i know this is the beginning of the end or like whatever there's like two more or whatever but like i I was like i was very excited to like dive into what again we were talking before before the show endings are important i was i was excited to talk about the beginning of the end okay no that makes sense you know what the series is it's a trojan horse okay I think you can kind of look at the Trojan horse from various entry points. Let's say I started out in the very beginning with the first film. Which film did you kind of jump on board with? That was five. You jumped in and, at number but then five? I, I watched five, six, and I was like, I got to go back. Mm-hmm. I, and honestly, I think I did go see the first one in the theater back in the okay, day, gotcha, but yeah. I wasn't a car kid, yeah, so and so really I, didn't, I didn't care. Yeah, and so I think it's one of those things from the outside looking in, it can appeal, appear like a meme and like, oh, this is dumb. And I think most people kind of do laugh at it. And I think most people who laugh at it may have not watched more than one of the films. And so I think as you actually kind of get invested in what's happening here, you can tell like, oh, I actually care about these people. Yeah. Yes, this is ridiculous. But what movie isn't actually ridiculous? And I think it's one of those things where you start growing and you kind of want to see you want to see kinship. You want to see family. You, everyone wants to be a part of something, and to watch this group be a part of something is beautiful. So there's there's an interesting dichotomy. And again, uh, Stephen, you are yeah. sitting right uh, in front of a uh, miniature set for Dungeons and Dragons behind you. I am big into tabletop RPGs, mm-hmm. and there is something else about this franchise. I know it is rumored that Vin Diesel also plays tabletop RPGs. There is something about this franchise that feels like an RPG campaign. Are you familiar? Do you yep. play any at all? I uh, I played RPGs and video games. Okay, so Final okay. Fantasy, Chrono sure. Trigger, Chrono Cross. So, and all so that even stuff. in Final Fantasy, I think yeah. you can relate to this. Shihir, we've talked about Dungeons and Dragons, so I understand that this is a little bit outside of the, the wheelhouse. I am here. Okay. <laughs> and Shahir is here as well. Yeah. No, but, but there's a cool thing that happens with your friends around a table with tabletop RPGs, and, and JRPGs and, and other RPGs have really uh, sort of latched onto this. You start off 
doing small, silly stuff. If it's a medieval setting, you go help a tavern keeper kill the giant rats in his basement or whatever. In Fast and the Furious, they're like boosting VCRs, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, as RPG campaigns go on, as Final Fantasy goes mm-hmm. on, your party of ragtag friends that have real relationships go and punch God in the face. Yep. And there's there's a there's an aspect of the Fast and the Furious that I feel like literally at some point Vin Diesel is going to punch God in the face, <laughs> and I am going to be like, yes, this is correct. Like it's going to feel like it's been earned and built toward. Actually, one of the main weapons in the Fast uh, Fast and the Furious series is the God's, God's eye. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of the big things that started out, I believe, in. Seven? Se- six, seven, whenever. Whenever have- Cypher showed up. Yes, whenever Cypher shows up. But basically, it's still mentioned in Fast X. <laughs> and I think it's kind of, oh, this is a super powerful tool. And it's also like this really beautiful analogy. And I know Shahir is like shaking his head. <laughs> but <laughs> it's kind of a comment on like technology. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Like uh, cars can be super souped up or they can be old school American metal. Well, they can but- go to space. Yeah, they, they can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where God lives. You yeah, have to punch him in the face. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where no matter how advanced technology gets in the Fast and Furious universe, it's still an old school charger right. that's able to go down a dam, that's able to jump across uh, buildings in Abu Dhabi, mm. that's able to go into space. So it's this <laughs> idea of being inventive and kind of using what's around you and transferable skills. We all work in corporate America. Could they America. use bikes? Could yeah. they use any other? Letty use the bike. Was, yeah. No, no like, a, like a bicycle. Like, oh. a, like a pedal bicycle. I mean, they could. <laughs> I don't think anyone's could they use skateboards? Could they use skateboards? They won't really skate their kids. Yeah. I think this. Could they use of... scooters? I feel like yes. Triple Triple X leaned into some BMX shit at yeah. one point. Yeah. Um, but maybe that was just the video game that was yeah. Uh, yeah. too loose for PlayStation I, 1. Triple X would use a ski, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's used skis. Yeah. Uh, Triple X some... fixed cable in some other country by snowboarding down a non snow mountain. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think your <clears throat> RPG analogy is super apt. It's here, like, where, yeah. There's something special about your ragtag family that you have built along the way, Mm -hmm. starting from something incredibly humble and then going on to what is literally superhero god shit. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so strange to think about it in the the framework of like car culture as the basis, but everything has to start somewhere. So I don't know. I, I'm, Shahir, (laughs) (laughs) buddy. I, I have a long and winding road to take to to get to what I thought of the movie. Okay. Do you want to tell us what Fast X in the chronology that you have outlined uh, is about? IMDb says that Fast X is Dom Toretto and his family are targeted by a vengeful son of drug kingpin Hernan Reyes. Now, okay, that's a... So, correct. That's yeah, what that, the movie is. Yep. It's Who's weird that they, like, <laughs> in this description on IMDb, that they drop that just villain name yeah. from Fast Five. Mm-hmm. And no, don't mention Jason Momoa or his character by name. Like, it's strange that, like, that's the pull. Right. So but- I will say, within the Fast kind of cinematic universe, Fast Five is generally kind of regarded as the yes. best film. It's right. one of my favorites. Is, is that, and that's where uh, Hanan Reyes yeah, yeah, yeah. appears. Yeah. Uh-huh. And where this is in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. He's a major drug kingpin. He's kind of the guy that unites The Rock and Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. okay. and and The Rock is invited into the family. Mm-hmm. But also, it was just at that time, a lot of, in terms of stunts, and some of the car driving, it was just like ahead of its and time. And Fast Five, uh, The Rock was the villain. 
No, the well, rock. Because so, he was chasing down. He was the, chasing yeah, them. Yeah. He was an anti-hero? So, I don't know what you call him. He was a cop. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably an, the best way to put it. An antithesis. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yep. And so I think it, that's also another interesting thing. Uh, each of the characters has a transformative kind of experience. Right. Uh, Dom and those guys, again, started out boosting VCRs. They're actually mm-hmm. bad guys. Yeah. Um, if you look at it, Paul there was Walker, a point. There was a point break quality to this. Yeah, and they oh, were like um, Patrick Swayze's character. It's point right? break with cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And but but they've been blessed enough to build upon the point break universe with the fashion. <laughs> right. But if you look at it, Paul Walker's a cop who eventually is like, no, nah, I like these guys. They're actually really good. I would like to be a part of the family. I really want to get a car. Yeah, like these guys. And he falls in love with Mia. But yeah, yeah. Falls, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And who's ah, Mia? It's made Romeo, Capulets, Montagues, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia is uh, Dom's little sister. Okay. Yeah. And, she, and Sorry, Paul she. Walker and Mia are now off-world. I uh, know. Well, <laughs> in, in, well in, in, Brian, Brian is off-world. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Brian Paul is Walker, off-world. Depending Sorry, on, like, I didn't yeah. mean that to be offensive. Which, no, no, what you subscribe to, to is also past. off-world. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but I meant like as in the... These are two characters that exist within mm-hmm. the Fast universe. Now they're still alive. Yes. However, they do not. Uh, well, Mia shows up. Mia does. Mia is. Did in she fast. show? So yeah, Mia was, was Mia was watching Vince Kid while yeah when they were away and then oh is that Jordana Brewster? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. when it went to okay. Rome, she was babysitting for yep. Dom. Okay, and so presumably. Uh, she goes home to Brian. Yes, yes that's what happened. Okay, uh-huh. and while while structurally, <laughs> yeah. uh, from people who either you know know the story and just don't know the actors for whatever reason, uh, with Paul Walker's um, untimely demise, the, the the interesting thing here that I really do actually appreciate with this franchise. They didn't kill Brian, yep. and they're not bringing him back with fucking CG. Mm-hmm. And there's something really special about just letting a character go. Yeah. And I look, is it the cleanest narrative? Mm. Like overall, like would Brian come back and fuck with people like the way that like? Of course he would. Yeah. But like, there's some there's some beautiful restraint, and that's something that actually I think is actually one of the things that linchpinned this entire thing for me. There's a respect, no matter how ridiculous this shit gets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't. <clears throat> see that restraint or respect in any other mainstream media uh, of oh, this yeah. franchise level. came back mm-hmm. on Star in Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to, yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm going to take a little bit of a windy <laughs> road to get to, to my opinion of the movie. Uh, but obviously, I think the thing that I'm really interested in is the kind of the business side of this, which is that this is a massive franchise. Yes. It is, uh, as far as like our big... Uh, movie franchises go. We've obviously got things like the MCU, Star mm-hmm. Wars, but more comparable in this in this space is Mission Impossible and James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Bond is obviously a behemoth that has been around for a very very long time, yeah. but is also experiencing sort of a somewhat of a lull. Uh, we don't know what the next iteration of it is, but Daniel Craig has hung up the cufflinks, so to speak. Uh, and uh, but in that same spectrum. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise with uh, Mission Impossible is powering forward as 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 inhumanely as possible. Mm-hmm. I think you know, like uh, in terms of the stunts that he's going to be doing. Uh, but as far as the box office numbers uh, go, they don't tell any lies here. Uh, the Fast and the Furious is uh, a bigger franchise than Mission Impossible, yeah. even across um, having more movies. And I think the interesting thing is just to think about is that every actor in Hollywood at a certain caliber wants to have a franchise under their belt that they can keep coming back to time and time again. Mm-hmm. Again, Tom Cruise has uh, Ethan Hunt with Mission Impossible. He tried to have uh, something else with Jack Reacher. Um, of course, Alan Reacher is in this film as well mm-hmm. as Jack Reacher, the, the yep. alternate Jack Reacher. Tried to have some. Tried yeah. to have something with the Dark Universe and the Mummy. The Mummy Universe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so there's always the, those plays. Um, you know, Keanu Reeves has John Wick. Keanu Reeves was slated to appear in this particular Fast and the Furious yep. uh, in the Alan Reacher role, um, and then in the uh, which role? Uh, 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 the actor is the Jack Reacher character. Oh, that was really? supposed that to be. Been- that was fucking 
That was supposed, Whoa, to, that was wow. supposed to be Keanu Reeves. What I, a different vibe why, that, that would have been. Completely different. Uh, let me just make sure I've got the actor's name right because I do really That's like him. So uh, crazy. That would have been a different. Alan movie. Richardson. Alan yeah. Richardson, who is who is Jack, Jack Reacher in the in the in the prime TV yeah. show. Uh, that role was originally. You know, I'm very glad he Keanu didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Keanu's got you know John Wick as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds yeah. has uh, did pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Though Ryan Reynolds is technically in this universe because he yeah. appeared in Hobbs and Shaw yeah. as like a The Rock is trying shit. to make a play with Black Adam. You yeah. know, everybody wants to get this. Uh, something like this. You know, Rob Downey Jr. had Iron Man. Everyone in the MCU gets their characters mm-hmm. and they get to, to keep them over time. Uh, I think uh, Denzel Washington with the Equalizer as yes. well is another really good example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a really interesting play from that point of view. And, and you know, we mentioned multifacial at the beginning of this. I guess it's really fascinating that uh, Vin Diesel does this and Guardians as a voice and not much else. You know, when he first came out, he was an interesting actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously there was a vibe to kind of put him in the same camp as The Rock and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he did that He did that comedy, The Pacifier, yep. where he plays, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he has to look after kids. Uh, he did that movie with Sidney Lumet, Find Me Guilty. Uh, he's an interesting actor who had like um, a lot of chops. But yeah, it yeah. seems to me that that I think the thinking here is that Let's minimum, you know, like Dom Toretto is not the most interesting character, right? Am I sure. am I am I fair to say oh, that, yeah. that, uh, that that Vin Diesel? I would Diesel's, disagree, but I'll follow. I'm following. Vin yeah. Diesel's performance here doesn't explore the kind of range that we think that guy might have, right? That guy. I will. I will. I. I feel like between. And I'm yeah, literally yeah. sitting between yeah, the both yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like I'll be the middle point. Okay. I see what you are saying. Yeah. I see Dom Toretto. As an archetype, an archetype, like I, 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 I see him more. And again, it, even in Fast Nine, yeah. there's like real Clash of the Titans shit with him and Cena. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 demigods fighting at this point. And when you get to that point, for me, I have a harder not even just in fight scenes, just in in platitudes in the way they speak. Yeah, I have a harder time relating to them on a human level. Does that not mean that I am not as entrenched and engrossed in what's happening in the world of the gods in this sort of way? Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. But like I I get sort of both sides of it's that. Just that. You know, like he's, he's not yeah. like what we're seeing is that he's settling into this role, mm-hmm. the Guardian's voice, and like there's not much like there's not uh, and and triple X there is an X four coming out yeah. as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you know, like so he's pushing for those kinds of things, yeah, uh, as opposed to you know like other work that could be interesting. I think that just happens uh, over time. The Rock, you know, he did Southland Tales to begin with and doesn't do much stuff out of there. I think Dave Bautista is really interesting because he is, you know, mm-hmm. he's in Dune and he has an interesting role in uh, Glass Onion, for example. Um, you know, uh, his role in Blade Runner twenty forty nine was also really interesting. It just kind of stretches him in interesting yeah. ways. Um, when you guys were talking about the Dungeons and Dragons analogy, we were just out with uh, a friend of ours who we we're hoping to have on the show, uh, Andrea Paredes. Uh, she's been on the the, the holiday episode. She's been before. on the holiday episode she's been in this room and uh she is uh, uh a person who knows the wwf uh wwe wwf wrestling uh in great detail every wrestling e- every wrestling. Wow. Yeah. she knows okay, everything gotcha. about it i didn't and, know this about her oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god she was wearing a, a heartbreak kid ring like wow. tonight like Shawn michaels okay. is her like yeah yeah gotcha. okay but i i liken the fast furious to kind of a wwf mm-hmm. uh, wwe whatever the franchise is right now in terms of the way it brings on a hero that hero you know like she was t- describing it to me tonight as like they come in as the heel mm-hmm. and the heel turns and becomes the he, face. You know, it becomes a face mm-hmm. and that sort of mm-hmm. thing so i think i was sort of seeing it more in that especially with people like john cena and the rock yeah. in there as well um and uh, there was an interesting thing. I was listening to Sean Fennessy's podcast, The Big Picture. Okay. And the the the, the title of the episode was uh, Fast and the Furious and the 
uh, no, so Fastix and the desecration of the movies. Um, Whoa. And, wow. and it was kind of amazing to listen to. Sean Finnessy is a podcaster I love. I listen to all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really interesting. And um, he basically had a meltdown with this movie. He was just like, this is absolutely uh, the apex of the destruction of culture as we know it through these movies because they are so devoid of anything meaningful other than meaningless spectacle. Wow. And th that was his argument about it. Now, okay. I, I want to... You know, I, I'm 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 speaking for him. You should go listen yeah. to that episode. It's we'll really interesting. I think Amanda Dobbins is on that episode, who kind of acts as just she she does an amazing thing, which is that she just lets him kind of do his thing and, and talk about mm -hmm. it. And he's a very very savvy podcaster yeah. and, and very very well versed. I will not <laughs> listen to it. I'm going to blame you. Well, really? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, kidding, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. It was yeah. a joke. It was a joke. But I, I I was on scrolling on TikTok today, and there was a joke that I came across that I was like. This sums up how I feel about the fast Go about this film. And this is uh, I, I want to give proper credit here. This is Shauna De Dewitt on TikTok. It wasn't much of a joke; it was more of a sketch. But she says, "You know, when you cook something in the microwave and it comes out hot on the outside, but it's completely cold on the inside, but you're gonna eat it anyway because you're too lazy and it doesn't matter, and the universe is collapsing and we're all gonna die." That was how I felt about fast eggs in general, wow. which is that I actually I want to say this out loud is that if I want a burrito. This was a pretty tasty burrito. Mm -hmm. Even if I microwaved it and it was cold on the inside, I was like, I actually thought the Italy set piece was really strong, and I thought the final set piece was really, really strong mm -hmm. as well. I think it is absurd and ridiculous, and it is a cold... <laughs> there, is, there is nothing but a frozen burrito on the inside of this, which is, which is an empty calorie, and like... But at the same time, I was like, I was not mad at my experience for watching this movie. I can see the enjoyment in it. There was a part of me that was watching it going... Uh, that was kind of tuning into the the Sean Finnessy kind of approach to this, which is that if you watch this, if you just are coming in to watch a movie, you know, like in the experience of movies as we go, this movie is not just a lot of nonsense. It actually just makes no sense. You know, like there's a moment here where Helen Mirren comes in and gives a speech, and I was like, I barely, I, I sort of understand that she's in this franchise somehow, but I'm like, who is this person? Why is he talking to her? You know, there's a the fight sequence between Jason Statham and Han, and I was like, why is this happening? Like, there's a lot of like, why is this happening? Unless you watch it through the prism of it is part of the franchise, it is part mm -hmm. of the vernacular of the franchise. And on those terms, I was actually like, I think, again, I think that sit piece at the beginning in Italy is really strong. It feels like Rocket League, you know, a live-action version of Rocket League. I think the, the final sequence is so big and crazy. I was like, yeah, it kind of works. I think Jason Momoa is doing something unique here. I was about to say interesting, mm -hmm. but I was like, I, it. there's a part of me that watches and go, I don't think this is anything more than watching Jason Momoa do something interesting rather than go, that's an interesting character. But at the same time, I kind of liked the sort of flamboyance of it all and the kind of approach to it. I don't know if it, it amounted to much. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I'm sort of tempering that with like, I, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't hate it, <laughs> okay. but I was like, uh, but at the same time, I was like, you know, like um, thinking about it as someone, trying to think about it through the prism of someone who doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And for the prism of someone who doesn't care, I think it's like, yeah, it's a fun, empty calorie. Fair. You know? So two things I wanted to point out. I'll, I'll tackle kind of the yeah, last I said thing. a lot. I yeah, no, I'll tackle the last thing you kind of mentioned mm -hmm. and look at it through the spectrum of, uh, you brought up the idea of wrestling in yeah. this movie. Like each of those has their own culture. Yeah. And within the culture, there are their own norms and rules that yeah. exist within the culture. And I know I'm talking about the Fast franchise. Yep. But, it's but no, but of, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But it's one of those things, if you 
are a fan or are like a member of that culture, you know the different rules and why Helen Mirren, what her significance is to the series. Yeah. You know why uh, Shaw and Han are fighting. Yeah. You know that Shaw tried to kill Han. And yeah. He was kind of working for Shaw as like his lapdog. And so you kind of understand the rules that are. It's the play. same with the, the Cypher and Lady fight. Yeah. Just sort of like, I, I it's fine. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why it's happening. Or why it ends, mm -hmm. but sure, you know? And so I think uh, to kind of just dismiss it as, and again, I haven't heard of Mr. Finnessy's podcast, so I don't necessarily want to comment on what he said, but um, I will listen in and kind of listen to what he says. But I think each thing has its own different rules. Right. Uh, if you look at the idea of wrestling, wrestling is seen as often kind of the common people's sport or the yeah. common people's theater. Ah. It doesn't necessarily mean it's not... High art. It, it doesn't mean it's not high art or yeah. that art needs to be high or low yeah it's art yeah and i think uh i could go watch Macbeth on broadway mm -hmm. or i could go watch cody Rhodes in the ring right. i think it's one of those things uh depending on your culture yeah that's how you consume theater and a story being told okay and so i think uh last thing i was here was for hereditary yeah the thing i'm here for now is the fast series yeah. so i think you have to kind of approach each kind of piece of art for what it is and the rules that governed it okay and that's how i think that's probably a better way to digest or look at it instead yeah. of saying oh this is fast food and throw away because there are rules and norms and mores and different things that happen in the fast universe that dom started out with a white child and now it's black but he's also brazilian <laughs> so maybe that kind of makes sense <laughs> but, well, I, I, but like i guess to that point though to yeah. that point though do people watch or do you think that the affection for this is in the realm of camp or is it in the no. realm of genuine, I am emotionally invested in what these characters are doing, what they have to say. And, and the idea of family as it resonates through this, through this narrative is meaningful and has the transformative power of art as the way we might be describing it. So do you want to go first? Well, I just wanted to say, I think, to, and it kind yeah. of answers this question, mm -hmm. this is the equivalent and I know this is going to sound highbrow, but I promise you it's not. <laughs> the Fast franchise at this point is the equivalent to mythology. Yes. <laughs> mythology is something that cultures <clears throat> forever have both taken as very high art and also the sort of the, the lowest common person who could take something from it and whatever. And that thing that the common person could take from it is like, oh, man, it's so cool when Heracles fights like whoever. <laughs> like there's no there, there's there's meaning behind it if you want meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, and, and again, I can't speak to when either the Greek or Roman, uh, mm -hmm. that specific mythology, or any culture's mythology, when it was made, why it was made, etc. It's made to show, uh, honestly, either teach lessons or do mm -hmm. stereotypes or teach you not to eat poison things. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a bunch of different reasons or to explain how the world works. With this, in particular, I love, and you asked if it was camp, mm -hmm. and I've often, for a long time, mm -hmm. thought it was camp. Right. I also don't think it is full genuine like, oh God, I'm really worried about the the deep machinations between Dom and Letty's mm -hmm. relationship and mm -hmm. how that's gonna work. And oh God, this son, like what's going to happen? It's mm -hmm. not about that. Right. It's about a family protecting a child. Right. It is a archetypal story that that I I don't need dumb or any any of these fuckers mm -hmm. to be deep and complex mm -hmm. that's it, that's not what i'm coming to the fast mm -hmm. for i i but the, the interesting thing is it's not camp 
and it's not deep character meaning, I don't know what it is because right. I truly feel it is neither of those mm-hmm. things. I think that's right. fair. And so yeah. I don't I, I don't have an answer, but yeah. I know it's not camp for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, it's not camp and it's not like highbrow. Mm-hmm. I think it's an action movie. I right. think it's um Vin Diesel's interpretation of an action movie. Right. And that kind of gets me to the first the other point I was gonna mm-hmm. make. And it gets back to the idea of like a Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. Where you mentioned the idea of like actors long for a series where in which they can have uh, franchises where they can have their characters played multiple times in multiple roles, and that's the thing that they can go back to. I think it's just it's as an actor, it's one of the most financially viable things you can do. Yes, yeah. so again, or economically significant. So things, again, yeah. going back to the idea of a Trojan horse, Vin, De- Vin Diesel has been able to create this franchise mm-hmm. that not only he can return to. But also brings in a bunch of other actors, and so that economically, mm-hmm. like they have the finances to know that every two three years, mm-hmm. they're gonna have a big movie that kind of a keeps them in the public eye, but yeah. at the same time keeps their pockets lined. And if you again, if you look at the actors who are in this movie, they're typically people of color. Like every now and then, you have uh, Rock is obviously a person of color, yeah. but you have the the John Cena's Ludacris of the world, and, yeah, um, who can like fold yeah, in. But for the most part, it's all these action stars who don't. Action stars, rappers, it's all these people who might not have, they might have Baby Boy. Yeah. They might have, um, what was Jason Statham's uh, series? Crank. 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 Yeah, Yeah. they might might have this one-off thing that they're known for, but now they have a series that they can return to. And I actually think that is a part of Vin Diesel's genius. When we talk about multi multifacial, yeah. him being an actor looking for roles. Yeah. I think it's he's been able to kind of create this franchise and this Trojan horse that allows the people he cares about and love to like exist in the universe that he's created for them to thrive in. And if you look at these movies and the series in total, you have moments with Tyrese's character Roman. Like he's been for what the universe does has been able to flesh out what that character does. Yeah. Same with Ludacris and Tez. Yeah. Same with Cypher and Natalie. I can't remember uh, Natalie Emanuel. Yes, yeah. okay. and just kind oh, of right. yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You have this world with these characters. She's known for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. this is kind of the other thing she's known for right. after she was killed off for that. And this is like something financially viable that she's able to do. So I actually do think that's a bit of the genius of what Vin Diesel is doing. I I, yeah. I agree with this. Like, and mm-hmm. there's no question about the economic viability. Yeah. Although I, as I understand. That uh, Fast X is one of the lower performers, well, in this, yeah. and there's a diminishing. There is somewhat a sense of diminishing returns well, so here. Justin Lin yeah. leaving, yeah. I feel, is felt. And if we want, and we listen, mm-hmm. I could, I could talk about the series as a whole yeah. for fucking ever. Yeah, <laughs> but specifically about Fast X, I will be the first to say that this was the first one I think since I've started mm-hmm. that I was not. That I didn't like better than the like the last when I okay. when I when I watched it like Fast Five I still think is the best overall mm-hmm. but each time I watched like the first time I'm like no 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 this is the best yeah, and I yeah. think about it and I go back this one I felt like a bit of the the I don't know Chrome had chipped off ever so slightly okay and it's not I, I was trying to place why right. And and I do think the action I I do feel is directed and 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 shot incredibly mm-hmm. tightly. So it's Louis Leterrier well. who who came in here, okay, yeah, gotcha. uh, who also directed the Transporter series. Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So that's why I think the action is like super super tight. There's something that the 
there's something about the way the last few have been before this that just felt like there was an extra level of connectivity outside of the action sequences, mm. even when shooting just like barbecues or bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. or like whatever. And I didn't feel that here. Right. And there's another thing that happened in this one that's the first time actually ever, which is an odd thing to say. John Cena's character <laughs> of Dom's brother. In this movie, mm-hmm. he's just playing a watered-down peacemaker. He's not playing the same guy that was in Fast 9. Right. And 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 I it's way better. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like the first time where I'm like that's not that character. Even when Shaw comes yeah. back and like saves the kid and mm-hmm. like goes to the barbecue, yeah. they have like the like that's fucking weird by mm-hmm. the way in, in 8 or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. But like because this is a dude that's just literally like murdered a hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I have a burger. Yeah. Um, but like they keep him in the background. It's a little uneasy. It's mm-hmm. a little weird. And you understand. And and Shaw, even though he's become uh, a face instead of a heel, is not like it still feels like yeah. Shaw. Mm-hmm. Right. John Cena's character in this movie is it feels to me like yeah. a completely different man. See, so, and, can and I, so, quick, yeah, go ahead. I'll go, go ahead. quickly. I, to the John Cena point, and kind of, I didn't like Fast 9. Okay, I actually did not. And I will say, if you look at who John Cena is acting up against, it gets a little kid. So he's kind of playing the uncle role. Oh, yeah. To a child, as opposed to interacting, having a blood feud with his older brother. But it makes makes total sense. Like, I understand structurally, Uh and that feels correct. Yeah. But I watched Fast (laughs) 9. Yeah. And it feels not like the same guy. Yeah, if you, if you told me this this man was trying to kill that child's father mm-hmm. in the last movie, I, I, am I correct? I haven't seen uh, the last movie. Overall, yeah. yes, but like yeah. there's a pullback of mm-hmm. like there's a misunderstanding of yeah. why their father died. But, the, but this but this person is trying to kill Vin Diesel in. And a, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's mad. See, generally, I, I, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's mad. Whereas in uh, this film, I was like, oh, that's his happy uncle. Who he's known, who's that kid has known his entire life, and whose dad implicitly trusts him with that child, right? That like that's and and, and who's like who's goofy, who loves eighties, you know, 90s music, yeah, yeah. you know, like listens to Mark. We Walmart. never saw a hint of that, yeah. and, 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 yeah, and just yeah. maybe this is an industry thing, yeah. just from working mm-hmm. around this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But like John Cena hit big, mm-hmm. I think, with Peacemaker, right? And so now that's what he's going to. Leave. And I yeah. love, I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't like his character in Fast Nine. Yeah. I like this character, character more. Better. Yep. Do they address the the racial side to the fact? Oh in, yeah, they in, totally do yeah. in Fast Nine. I'm just curious. Cipher's in a prison yeah. cell. Shalice uh, Theron, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, the Toretto's. I never detected a Nordic strain." Right, like yeah, in her DNA, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, and that's it. Cool. There's a mention in this one too about yeah. like genealogy. Or yeah, some it doesn't shit. bother. I, it was I just like it. I was just saying, these two have meant to be brothers. Is there something well, about? Yeah, I, like there's a suspension of reality because uh <laughs> the son in the previous movie was a white child. So that kid who's in this movie, movie is, is a black child. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be the same kid that we saw in the previous movie. Who is a white child? Who is a white child? Okay, and also Charlize Theron killed uh, the mother, baby mother. I, I did see that in yeah, Fast yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, so, and in like, terms of that, a lot of suspension of like yeah. the rules of. Logic. Well, in yeah. terms of that, like uh, Charlize Theron's character, who I did see in uh, Fast Eight, felt like the same character I yes. saw in Fast yeah, Eight. Yeah, even yeah, if yeah, even yeah, though she flipped sides. Uh, I did feel like she was that character, mm-hmm. right? I, I, here's what I, I feel like I just poo-pooed on something about the yeah. movie, so now I'm going to say something I love. No, that's fine. I love 
the way that Jason Momoa's uh, da- Damien? Dante. Dante. Dante and Chante. Yeah, Chante. Dante's character like takes over is just so good. Like, yeah. how do you beat Cipher? Yeah. Oh, well, you, I mean, obviously there's plot armor and things mm-hmm. she, he did outside the thing, but like, yeah. oh yeah, no, we have every one of your henchmen's families now somehow because who knows how he got the people yeah. to yeah. take those people. He, he is, he does play like the Joker. So this yeah. is Jason Momoa mm-hmm. doing he, whatever he wants, like he like an homage to almost like what his version of Heath Ledger's Joker would yeah. be. Mm-hmm. And I love it yeah. because up till Statham and and uh, Charlize, I would say that most of the villains in this franchise have been boring as Very. shit. Yes. I, I, I think I like it to the extent that uh, it is unexpected and it is it is fun to watch. Did you ever play Far Cry, Steven? No, I didn't. No. So Jason Momoa is literally a Far Cry villain. No, it, like right, a gotcha. crazy, over-the-top, almost cultish person. There's that scene where they're at the street race and they all pull the guns. Yeah, yeah. and they're, he's stroking the guns with his, with yeah. his fingers. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and he's in all the flowy shit. Gotcha. Like, that's off of a fucking Far Cry video game cover. Right. Like, it's perfect. I, 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 I liked it to that extent. I did think that it... Um, I think it works in the way that the movie worked for me, which was mm-hmm. that it never, I was never going, I was never thinking that's an interesting character. I was thinking that's an interesting choice from Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Was, you, know, you know? I was thinking Jason Momoa is having fun. And that yeah. was yeah, enough yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. That's the thing. I was thinking about Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. the actor yeah. who is flexing something different for this movie. Yes. I was never at any point thinking that Dante was an interesting character. You, but you, to be fair, you, your hair is the closest to Jason <laughs> yeah. Momoa right now. Yeah, hair true, and, yeah. true. I, and, and, and to be fair, I wanted to pull, I, if I could pull off the style of Jason, if I could get those clothes, I mean, he's got a much, Juicier body than me, but 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 I, I think but, you could do it. You could do it, man. Yeah. It's about confidence. It's yeah. about confidence. Yeah, he, he comes off with a lot of confidence. Yes, and I and I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And and it's the same way. And I enjoyed the movie. They're, like and I think from an action point of view, yeah, I act like I said that first Italy. Um, uh, uh, scene, heist, yeah. or uh, no, it's not the a, Rocket League scene. The yeah. Rocket League scene, yeah, I think is really well executed. Mm-hmm. I think it like it. I I understood what characters w- were doing, what their different character traits were yep. as as evident. I think it is ridiculous when Vin Diesel jumps his car in front of a fire to protect a cafe with almost instantaneous decision making. There's a quality to I mean Vin, you know that's yeah, dumb. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. That's dumb. You know, like and and the the thing that I also kept on thinking about is that uh compare it is actually just the same trait as Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible you know like Ethan Hunt does this kind of shit all mm-hmm. the time. Um but I think there is a little bit more um, there is something about the movie doesn't give us enough room to really buy that other than um, this is a cool sequence or this is a cool idea for this character to do. Like, Disagree. Really? Yeah. I think all this movie does is give it the room to have that. that yeah. like, there's literally nothing else. <laughs> I just I, I guess what I, I guess what I'm saying yeah. is like his his kid is being kidnapped sure. mm-hmm. and he's in a bar like waiting to meet Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure why Brie, like, 
Oh yeah, what? I forgot Brie Larson. Yeah, and yeah, she comes in. Movie. She has a fight yeah. scene in that uh-huh. in that in that beginning sequence. Yeah. Uh, and like, and I was like, why are we having a fight scene here? Like, what is happening? You know, like there's a lot of of that. Have you uh, ever been to Naples in an underground bar? Yeah. I have never been yeah, to Naples in an underground well, bar. Now but you know. now that I do, I'm yeah. gonna have to practice my jujitsu and uh-huh. taekwondo. Literally, yeah. yeah. I have, out. and I only saw three fights like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually have been in an underground bar in Naples. I did not see a fight. I look, and again, I think. It, for me, I, 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 when I watch, when I heard Sean Fantasy's take on this, as yeah. like as I have been there, by the way, as well, like I on this podcast, uh-huh. I have been the guy who's just been like, the movies and culture as we know it uh, is over, and yeah, we yeah. need a hard reset now because what the fuck are we doing? Um, I have been there. Yeah, I don't like for me. I think because I have no obligation to this movie, mm-hmm. and I have not been following this franchise all the way through, and I watched it and kind of just enjoyed the the sheer spectacle of it all yeah. i kind of I, I i didn't hit that low bar with it you know bam, like i kind of i was like yeah okay cool mm-hmm. um i think his point became i i think the the thing that he got into was that the push to make this part of a trilogy or or a, 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 a duology yeah. of films uh-huh. Uh, was one of the most cynical things that he could think of because he felt that the movie was entirely vapid uh, on its own terms. So the idea to come back to this again uh, when he... And, and also, he, he's like, there's no point at which I am concerned for the lives... You know, we get into spoilers here. I am concerned for the lives of Ludacris and Tyrese and everyone else who was on that plane. Um, uh, or I'm concerned that that Vin Diesel and this child will not be escaping this dam in some extravagant way. This movie's not going to open up with those characters did the the next movie you don't know that <laughs> i'm yeah. i let's should we make a bid on it <laughs> should we put money down on it let's see how confident yeah. you are this is the thing. about like uh-huh. saying vin diesel's did in the first well i know, I know <laughs> vin diesel's not but we don't know what happened to uh tyrese and uh i i'm i'm fairly certain that those characters who are long-running franchise characters mm-hmm. would not have an off-screen death here's what i'll say here's in what this, i'll say in this <laughs> one in fast nine they address this. Yep. They oh, yeah, when literally ludicrous something. Uh, no, uh, uh, Tyrese, Tyrese talks yeah. about like, oh, they're invincible. Yeah. And, like, uh-huh. there's a whole side joke about <laughs> it, and I was like, what a cool, interesting, yeah. weird choice to have this be your arc now. Uh, but then, two, I'm never okay. That okay, I, but, I'm but, never but, concerned about it. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I wanna. I'm not gonna tie. I do not have the same emotional resonance to this as say Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Okay. Understood. Um. I think there's a lot more like individual character emotional like internal stuff going on in those movies than the fast movies. But I'm also never truly worried that Star-Lord's going to die. Exactly. Like I'm never truly worried that uh Tom Holland's Spider-Man's going to die. die. Yep. I'm not like I- I'm trained to not worry about these characters mm-hmm. like in that way. So like the mystery of whether or not they make it doesn't have like I don't give a shit. That's not the interesting thing to me. The interesting thing is well how are they going to live? Yes. Right. Like because I want to see the weirdest fuck at the spoiler alert, everybody yeah. at forty something minutes into this podcast, Gail Godot shows up in the fucking submarine. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, how? But, and I could just, and again, from Sean Fantasy's point of view is like, I can imagine if you're watching this movie, being like, who the fuck is that? What the fuck is this submarine? You know, like. But, like, not, yeah. but I think you bring up like a great kind of analogy. Looking at comics, mm-hmm. Jean Grey has died 
every X-Men series and right. every iteration right. of what the X-Men are, she always dies. That's her thing. She's the Phoenix. Right. She's supposed to die. Yeah. But you don't ever But she re- comes back as something different. Yeah. yeah. She comes back as Jean Grey. Yeah. And then the Phoenix comes about again and then she dies. Right. But like part of it is like Okay, how does she come back? What right. is the story now? And, and that makes even it if you follow, to a soap opera, right? Like you know, uh, and, more so a comic, yeah, but more so yeah. a comic because even if you look at the current iteration, we're getting super nerdy. The current iteration of like the X Men, mm. like they actually, it's, it's not actually an X Ten, yeah. and that's another rabbit <laughs> hole I won't go down. But it's the idea that of reinvention of how do you reimagine these characters and who they can be, uh, where they can exist, and kind of what kind of obstacles they can overcome. Another analogy mm-hmm. is kind of when you brought up the John Cena thing and like suddenly he's a good guy and on their team. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. And back in the day, yeah. but not forever. One of the things about Goku as like a character was all the people who used to be villains or like the mm-hmm. major villain soon became his friend and they were part of the team. Right. And that's something that Dominic Toretto kind of adopts. Right. Where it's this idea that, oh, that guy tried to kill me and eat my son. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He actually just had a really tough life. Right. Come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the next bad guy, right, right, right. And then that bad guy's just, I, it, yeah. actually the, this this side of it doesn't bother me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, well, you know, and, like, uh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about it, but I think like that's just kind of a weird cur- uh, quirk about Dom yeah. is that he's forgiven and he accepts people into his family. D- mm, yeah. If Cipher shows up at a fucking cookout, I will rock. Oh, she a thousand percent will. <laughs> she murdered his wife, <laughs> and she's helping Letty escape now. I guess. Yeah, it makes yeah. absolutely no sense, but. <laughs> People can change. I will say uh, yeah, one yeah. thing about Alan Richens' character. Again, uh, uh, I, I I watched like three or four episodes of um, Jack Reacher on Prime. Okay. And I, and I think, you know, uh, Jack Reacher, the Lee Child character, is really interesting because he's meant to be this like monstrosity of a human being that is also like uh, deviously intelligent and can like solve any. He's like mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes mixed with, uh, with The Rock or yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. And, and Alan Richens plays him beautifully. Like, yeah. you, you know, like he really, really understands that character on a, on a deep fundamental level. Um, I, I think there's something about the muscle quotient of this movie that bring, when you bring him into this movie, like that, that sort of intelligent, interesting factor of it kind of gets dumbed down a little bit mm-hmm. because it, it sort of was like, I, I get that the idea... It, it's strange that the film kind of posits this idea that he his character is all in on catching Vin Diesel because fuck these guys, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they're, they're whatever. And then in one fight sequence or one bridge battle sequence, he's now on his side. And for Vin Diesel, this will be an ultimate betrayal uh, because he flips back on the other side because he's, he's actually Jason Momoa's partner. No, it's different, though. That's a, that's a three-sided thing. First, he worked for the agency, and mm-hmm. then he teamed up with Vin Diesel, and then he worked for Dante. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Right, no, but you said bad, good, bad. It's not that. It's agency, family, Dante. And I think the vital thing here was it kind of you were getting towards it. He flipped on the family. And that's right, but he's dynamic. not even part of the family. But he was. Was he? Because again, yeah, like he, for, for like thirty seconds. That, that's how, that's, <laughs> that's how <enough>? Dom rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Dom is accepting and forgiving. Right. And the fact that we haven't really seen someone flip on the family. Right. Wouldn't it be more interesting? It, I, like, yeah. I, 
I think it would be more cliche what I'm proposing here. But wouldn't it be more interesting if, like, he has seen what this family has done the whole way through and mm-hmm. being like, these guys, the agency should support them. I can't because I'm part of the agency, but I'm going to try and make sure these guys don't get killed while I'm out here. And I'm going to try and, you know, like, find them and bring them in and, and, and do all of that stuff and then betray them. That would Because make right sense. now he's kind of like, he's, he's like out to get them. That would make sense. And then flips for like one sequence and then, and then becomes part, you know, and then is revealed to not be part of the agency. That would make sense mm-hmm. if he wasn't always working for Dante. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Do you see? But I, you wouldn't, see it, the but no, but wouldn't it be a better ploy if you worked for Dante to be in the agency and to be supportive of? Not if the goal no, is to kill Dom. Because then you can be Or in. make Dom suffer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. We never accept death when suffering is owed <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> so I didn't so find yeah. that betrayal to be, or that reveal to be very, um, not even, not profound or surprising or even just sort of like, whoa. You know, like it so, was just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's cool. funny you say that because I actually did. Really? I was shocked by it when I saw, because for a while I couldn't figure out, all right, what took out their plane? Why did their plane crash? What's happening? It's like happening? a second. Like it's like there's one second where you see the plane take it out and then it, and then it cuts to that guy. Yeah, but I couldn't figure out. In that out, second you were like, I don't know who did Yeah, that. like why would, I was like, why would he do that? He just, he was a part of the family. <laughs> For like, for, yeah, like, yeah. for like 30 seconds, he was part of the family. Well, he, no, he was part of the family and Rio, and then they went all the way to uh, Portugal. Yeah, they jet set a lot. Yeah. Did they? So, yeah, actually, that was a. They drove. No, they, from, they hopped in the plane. They hopped in the plane. Yeah, yeah, he was in the, they he, hopped in the plane. You're right. He was playing. Yeah, and he was like, I'm going to drop you down here yeah. in your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to. Because there's no time to land. Yeah. Yeah. There's, no, there's never any time to land. Mm-hmm. And a car can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one mistake that yeah, Dante yeah. made. It was like, mm-hmm. you didn't take my car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not how we're blowing your mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, 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 I guess what I'm getting at is if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found again, for me, what worked was the spectacle of it. I think the spectacle of it is actually well, really well executed. And I, and I was genuinely like, um, always surprised at what a car could do. And like, I liked, uh, you know, I li- like, I was like, yeah, a car can tow helicopters and then, and then fling them like slingshots uh, because of the, dr- you know, like mm-hmm. the, the perfection of the, of his driving. And I like the idea that. It's uh, American muscle. Yeah. And yeah. a car, and a car can like, uh, y- you know, when I saw it, I was like, that car is not going to drive down that dam. Is it? Oh, yes. Oh, you sure as hell it is. And I actually, I thought that sequence was really, um, well executed. Mm-hmm. Like a- I, I actually thought that that sequence near the end was the least well executed <laughs> because I was like, so did Dante know yeah. that Dom was going to drive yeah. down the dam so he just so happened to put these giant yeah. explosive charge? And Dante's, Dante is... He is the worst version of uh, Christopher Nolan's Joker. Sure. You know, like he's the worst Mm -hmm. version of that, which is that he has got plot armor, you know, up the wazoo, which is that he, for some reason, everything's part of the plan. Yeah. Like everything is part of the plan, right? It is all part of the (laughs) plan. Yeah, yeah. It truly is. Um, Look, I'm still (laughs) trying to figure out what what these movies are. They are not Mm. camp. They are not... On, on the regular narrative scope of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. 
there's something else, and I, 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 and think, I don't know what it is. I think the way people get invested with WWE stories, as you kind of mentioned, uh, is actually a really good analogy. It's like for, arch- it's archetypal. It's, it's yeah. yeah. No, but also you do get attached to it. You you can appreciate the artifice of it, and yeah. like it's not you. You're never. I think to 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 make it so that it's not camp is that you are never denying the artifice of it. I think what you have to do is like acknowledge the artifice. And in fact, that's one of the 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 tenets of camp. Uh, it was as as it was written. I forget the uh, author's name. who wrote that. Um, Essay, um, but but it was that the 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 acknowledgement of the artifice was was important, and and it is important. In this is like acknowledging it is ridiculous, you know, like it is ridiculous that that Dom can fly can fling a ha- two helicopters like slingshots, you know, like that that is absurd. Yeah. It is ridiculous to be playing Rocket League in Italy, and and you know, like none of this none of this makes sense, but it's it's fun to. Engage with that level of absurdity, and I think it, I think for me the absurdity is right. Like when I like Fate of the Furious, uh, a movie I barely barely remember, but I remember a sequence with zombie cars, and I remember watching it going. I think that sequence is actually pretty cool. You know, like I think that's pretty. That's pretty. That's a pretty neat neat idea. Speaking yeah. of Fast Eight, oh sorry, okay, no, you, go for I was going to say I had a question for you, go Stephen. For it. Uh, just talking about the multitude of the franchise and all the different movies, mm-hmm. where does Fast Ten rate for you roughly, or is is time going to be the thing that determines that? So I think yeah, time will ultimately determine it. But having watched it yesterday, it's my second favorite. Really? Second yeah. Favorite. Wow. Out of ten, this out of is ten, two. this is my second is favorite. Five, your favorite. Five is my favorite, uh, okay. and it's just kind of leap Tokyo Drift. Yo, well, yeah. so, so Tokyo Drift is number three. Yes, it's number three now. Okay, yeah. where's well, number I, three technically? Yeah, as well. yeah. yeah. And, and in the continuum, where does Hobbs and Shaw sit? That uh, sits. I'm trying to think. That sits. That's between. Eight and nine, yes, between eight and nine, yes. No, no, but like in term, in in your rank, right? Oh, oh, Sheer doesn't care the timeline. Yeah, yeah, uh, we don't talk about Hobbs and Shaw in my. Really, it it doesn't work because I remember also when I we watched Hobbs and Shaw, I was like. I think some of these pieces are really well executed. I think some of the banter between um, The Rock and Jason Statham is really fun. Uh, I think it's funny that that there he's like invincible. You know, like I think th- there's a level of humor to this that I kind of enjoyed. Um, uh, this is there's like a certain je ne sais quoi that's missing with that movie. Yeah, wow. and I, I also th- like that they went to the Pacific Islands yeah. and you know like and fought with like and I think guns against like, like that Genesis Qua is kind of what Vin, Vin Diesel holds right and that The Rock tried to be like oh I'm gonna take it over here and do it cause I can do this right but actually he couldn't just because he didn't have that he had his own version of family yeah. with his family members but there's a certain like Genesis Qua that's really missing from that film that being a fan of like the whole series is super obvious it's super hard to explain really? okay and like identify it but it's just one of those things when you watch, you're like, yeah, this is off. This I, had, right. I had fun with that movie. The one uh-huh. thing I'll say that I had a problem with in this one with with Cena, uh, it turned, it turned, it did, it did a mix. It Hobbs and Shaw for even being the title characters didn't feel like Hobbs and Shaw. They both felt like both characters merged into one character that then both actors were playing. Mm-hmm. And it was a weird, like, you're both not doing the thing exactly that you do. Right. And again, I liked the set. And this isn't the only podcast about the movie Hobbit Shaw. You can go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. You're right. There was something missing and I'm and it felt homogenous. You, uh, you know, you know no, what Idris Alba had was having a blast. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah, Idris Alba yeah. was, was having great. a great time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think what, what's what's becoming apparent to me 
is like if I was really follow. It's almost you know the other show I'm sort of thinking about is Doctor Who. You know, like Doctor Who has this long running continuum that um, if you just drop into it, you're like, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, like it is very sort of like absurd. It's silly at times, and it changes tone all over the place. But if you really follow the narrative over a long course of time, what happens is you get ingrained in sort of the granularity of it and like the the actual sort of fine details that come into play. Mm -hmm. And for me, with Fast and the Furious, I'm not... Uh, you know, like yeah. I don't have that experience to to watch the films with that sort of level of granularity on it, which is that which is to say they all feel a little bit same samey to me. Mm. But I but I kind of dipped in in the three movies that I've dipped into and go, yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, you're, I dig it. You're not concerned about Kurt Russell's Mister Nobody? Yeah, yeah. what happened? Where him? is he? Yeah. What is he did? We don't, we don't know. know. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, the, mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, I. Kurt Russell is also doing banger jobs in terms of like finding these franchises. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy jumped in on this. Mm-hmm. He's jumped in on yeah. He's great. Well, Mr. Kurt Russell is hanging in my kitchen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Take him down. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> uh, I think we know where Sheer falls. I think we know where I fall. I think we actually, Stephen, mm-hmm. you take us home. Mm-hmm. You okay. tell us why you think uh, why Fast X is your second favorite Fast and the Furious movie. I think. I came out of Fast 9 a bit disappointed and thinking that the series had started kind of falling off. I do I did feel like the inclusion of the John Cena character just felt forced. Mm-hmm. It was I, a bit retconny. Yeah, it felt very retconny in this whole series about retcon, but there was something about it that felt very forced mm-hmm. and didn't feel natural. And so I was like, oh, they just had maybe jumped a shark a bit. <laughs> I very much felt like within the rules of this universe yeah. and kind of how uh, it works and how it moves. I felt Fast Ten A restored my faith in like kind of the direction of how this universe works, mm-hmm. and then also it the rules and the things that I loved about it. The idea of bringing people together uh, for a common cause. The fact that John Cena is now kind of a good guy. Wait, he also passes away in this movie, right? Or does he? we did see a close up of him? Or does he? We, we've seen a lot of close ups, but he did people. build that car. So, he so did maybe, build it. Yeah. so so maybe there's something yes, about that. Yeah, car. exactly. But it's this. <laughs> so thing. it would be hilarious. Yeah. if everyone just comes back. Yes, right. and it wouldn't be hilarious. It would be family. <laughs> like it's one of those things where we'll always come back together and we're always united. Yeah. So I think the big thing, the common theme of family and being together and kind of overcoming your obstacles together, I think that was kind of restored in this movie, mm-hmm. and it also sets up kind of a larger look at the multiverse that they've created because I think the part two is probably going to go down a completely different rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It might be uh, rock focus, but it's probably a rock focus movie out of Vin Diesel's mind. Mm-hmm. So then that way it does actually make sense with Hobbs and Shaw. It didn't really make sense in terms of the greater universe of how this all works. Why did um, Fast 9, uh, is it the je ne sais quoi factor? It's the John Cena character? Like, what was the thing that, that in Fast 9, because I haven't seen it, but okay. I'm curious. What, what, why didn't it not... It felt forced. Like, go for it. What's your I, I was going to say because you, based on what you've talked about, uh-huh. about it being—I mean, I know we meme it a lot—but yeah. it being about family, nine felt the least fam- familial because the entire thing was Dom saying, "No, fuck you, family. I'm going to deal with this brother thing myself," mm-hmm. and like trying to and trying to get away from the family to protect them or whatever. Yeah. And there's a very minor element of that mm-hmm. here. There's one conversation like, "No, no, no," and then they're like, "Come on." He's like, "All right," yeah. But 
but all of nine is him being like, you all stay over there. Mm. I'm dealing with yeah. this. And like, I don't give a shit. Like, there, in, in, in eight, didn't he like turn on the family as but well? But he was forced to. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. emotional, he never wanted to and, <laughs> and you can see And the family it. knew. And the family knew. knew. Yeah, right. they knew love, something was off. Yeah. Both me and Steven are just pointing yeah. at that yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh-huh, and yeah. I'm just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> But like the family knew something was up, they knew yeah. he wouldn't turn their backs on them. Right. The, uh, they never lost your, faith in that. Yeah, yeah. To your point, in terms of nine, now that I'm thinking about it, like yeah, Vin had a vendetta against his brother. Right. A vendetta. His, yes, a vendetta. <laughs> yeah. Against his brother because he, this whole series kicks off and Dom is who he is a lot because he lost his dad in a car accident. To find out that his brother, who potentially kind of okay. caused that accident, yeah, drove. Dom to be not Dom and took him over the edge and he was after his brother and he wanted to end his brother on his own and he like kind of told the family stay over there and so I think that might be a reason why and like yeah it all felt super forced and then now and where you guys were like well the John Cena character didn't make sense in this one oh you did say he did make sense but I felt like it him being the uncle now into the family Mm. made perfect sense structurally in this movie a thousand percent He is a different character than yes. he was in Nine. And more so than any other character has transformed mm-hmm. from heel to face. True. Uh, do you yeah. want to see two more of these or do yeah, you want yeah, to yeah, see really? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Were you expecting uh, no? Well, I'm, I'm curious what the yeah. what the jump off is for this series. Or can it just continue in perpetuity? Like what, if I, Vin Diesel leaves the series. I want it to end. I want it to end in two. If right. that's if that's where the if that's where Vin Diesel, the creator of this series, wants it to end. It should end. I don't want Fast and Furious: The Next Generation. I don't want like I don't want. There's that. a there's a TV show. I, I think know. a cartoon show, right? Like Fast oh, and Furious Kids or something like that. Yeah, I, I think there's some. Okay. Yeah, there's like a kids version of the show or something like that. I'm cool with it lasting forever. <laughs> I really am. I'm cool with there being a new generation where uh, Little B yeah becomes Big B Big or B two yeah, and he who do you start- think would play him? Ooh, it's a great. He might be Asian, and when he's an adult, oh right, um, <laughs> he's multifacial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and that might the actor might not have graced our presence <laughs> yet. But I wouldn't mind Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. Perfect. Yeah, but I would like to. I would be open to it. I'm happy if this ends because I think it'll be two more movies yep. after this one. Mm. I'm happy if it ends there. <laughs> I'd be super happy and I'd be thrilled to the roof. However, if they're like, no, we want to do a spinoff. I'm super into that as well. At that spinoff, this is where you and I yeah. and our cars that uh-huh. we've been driving yeah. next to each and other for so long. And then we'll see you again. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. and then the Charlie song plays. Yeah, and I think the the point is I haven't reached complete saturation level of this where I'm like, you know, like which is what I was with the Marvel franchise, okay. which is what I was with the Star Wars as well. It's like, I just, I don't need more of these in my life. Mm. Um, so I think at this point it's like, okay, let's, uh, am I going to go back and watch the others? I don't, Think I'm gonna do that? Maybe gotcha. on a like an off night or something. I think something. you should have had a part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question for you both: mm. Do you guys read or watch any kind of? We light? don't read at all. I've never. <laughs> read yeah, yeah, we don't know. Uh, what book is. In the um, I know you brought up Doctor Who, but do you guys watch or consume? I know you also <laughs> brought up Star Wars off uh off mic, but the idea of like watching a super long evolving thing. Oh yeah, a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. I mean, I so so the the obviously I've I've watched a ton of Star Trek and I've watched a bunch of like those longer form things, but also recently again mm-hmm. not to go back to the D and D thing. 
uh, I have been watching Critical Role, which okay. is a actual play series, which literally every episode is around four hours. And their campaign two over the pandemic, I ingested 131 episodes. Mm. Like I'm in long form. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I think to to that end, I was thinking about like um, the fact that uh, you know the success as this episode uh, comes out, Succession will be about to air its mm. final uh, episode, and I I like that. Uh, succession. As much as I hate all of the characters in Succession, I I like that like the big dramatic um, crescendos in that show have to do with a funeral mm-hmm. and, and like how people react in that funeral. And it's not to do with like life or death. It's just these little tweaks of like what one person says versus what another person says. And it's and and there was a part of me because I saw um, Fast Nine, Fast Ten. After I saw the penultimate episode of Succession, mm-hmm. and I was walking into Fast Ten, going, "I don't want to do this." Like I'm just like you know, like I'm, I'm drag, I'm literally dragging myself to this movie because it's like it's just it's not my idea of a good time. Fair. Um, but but to be fair, I walked out of it going, "That was fine." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, that was." Uh, that 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 you know, like delivered on what I think it should deliver mm-hmm. on. Yeah, but that's almost like um. Grabbing ice cream after eating Mexican. Okay, let me let me break down that analogy because I've just had Mexican, uh-huh. and do I want ice cream right now? Yeah. Um, uh, and l- let me grab onto like the analogy for fast eating here, which is that do I want? It's just two different types of food. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. And okay. so I think they just might not work together. But yeah. hey, it seems no, like, no. But but yeah. to that end, yeah. I think what I what I get excited about in long form television. Mm-hmm is stories that have real dramatic emotional nuance that turn over time. And I, I, I will fully acknowledge that that I am not uh, so well-versed in the Fast and the Furious details to understand yeah. the nuances of it. To me, it all kind of plays on the same playing field. You know, there's no... I, I, don't, I don't believe that, uh, as I watch it, that the, the dramatic turns are anything other than writers writing a situation that will eventually be a set piece, right? Like, I, I don't... I, but whereas, you know, if we're watching Succession or something like that, uh, I'm sort of like, I, do, I, I'm ver- I don't know what these characters are doing or thinking, and I'm interested in what they're doing and mm-hmm. thinking and how they're going to react to the situation. Um, so, you know, I think it's... I think it's just different genres. <laughs> yeah, yeah agreed, yeah. Like, yeah, but, but, but my point is, even in different genres, I'm Different not, skill. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not invested in this in terms of like in anything beyond a surface level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not invested in the minutia of what's going on in Dom's head or will Dom die or or yeah. how Dom will act at a funeral. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the minutia of oh fuck, he's at the bottom of a dam exploding and how's he going to get out of this one? Mm-hmm. Like exactly. that that's yep. where I'm at. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I know he's going to. Yeah. That, that and that reminds me of like 80s television, right? Sure. Like like the but, A team, you again, know. Like, I feel like this isn't. We looked. Uh, what is this? Is it camp? Is mm-hmm. it highbrow? No, it's an action movie. Yeah. But uh, I don't think an action movie. I I I just take umbrage with that one because yeah. I don't think an action movie needs to be reductive in terms of like its resonance. Like I think Die Hard with a Vengeance is a movie I just rewatched recently. Mm-hmm. I think is a magnificent action movie that has emotional weight. Sure, to it, you can you know? have emo- yeah, yeah, you can have an action movie. Uh, emotional and profound weight. Yeah. To it. yeah. How is this? How is fast the fast franchise reductive for you? I, I I'm saying when if you say it's just an action movie and yeah, that's yeah. why we can take it on a surface level, that's that's what I say. No, an action movie can can be more than just a surface level experience. Yeah, I yeah. think this can be that too. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I think this does do something more than an action movie in the sheer it's almost like by a sheer force of will Mm -hmm. again i have no good name for it i'm sorry after 400 plus episodes of this movie i can't think of the reason why this is it's not deep it's not camp it's something else there is a resonance to the people that enjoy this and follow that like actually has meaning in a way that i'm not sure i can put my finger on that type of meaning in another medium it's like kind of like comics Mm -hmm. it's kind of like something else it's kind of like this but it's not like i can't it's just the fucking fast franchise and i don't i I can appreciate as well like when han came back or when liddy came Mm -hmm. back those were profound moments right like uh but it's funny. Once you do that enough, <laughs> yeah. that moment just becomes like what this happens. But but uh, but I uh, yeah I can't imagine myself if John Cena comes back or if when Ludacris and Tyrese come back or whoever else was on that plane feeling like Ramsey. oh my yeah oh my god I, I can't I can't imagine that I can't imagine myself going oh my god that actually I didn't see that coming. Sure. So yeah, fair. Yeah, but that the time hasn't passed where like Han was gone for five movies. Yeah, right. sure. you really got to get yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And you got to take the time to greet. Yeah, yeah. uh, hey, yeah. everybody, this has been the only podcast about the film Fast X. Steven, thank you so much for coming and lending your 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 familial knowledge to us. Well, thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Where can folks find you when you are, cur- when you are not driving a quarter mile at a time? Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steven Robert. Steven Wobbit, excuse me. Wobbits. Mm-hmm. So Steven with the V and instead of an R W for Wobbits. <laughs> and then website is itsteven.com. Nice. Yeah. Shahir, when you are not living in the 15 seconds or less where you are free, where can <laughs> folks find you? You can find me putting on my seatbelt, obeying the speed limit, uh, driving on the correct side of the road, which is, uh, what is it in, the, in America? Is it on the right side of the lift? I forget. Anyway, my <laughs> website is www.shahirdad.com. That's S H A H I R D A U D.com. Matt, when you are. Uh, Piloting, imagine you are piloting a helicopter mm-hmm. where your one role is to grapple hook Vin Diesel's car and somehow he drags you away. Where can people find you? Well, listen, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again over at my <laughs> website, M A T T H E W K R O L dot com for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P R E Z on Instagram or PSN, and of course, Emperor MSK on Twitter. Next week, we're not doing the film that we thought we were going to do. No, because I got the dates wrong. So we, we are going to be doing Past Lives. At in some, two weeks. In two weeks' time. We don't have a movie for next week. I'm looking at Steven to see if, if we can maybe pull in Ben Affleck's air sure. um, after this because you have some uh, unique ties to that movie. Yes. Um, but maybe, if not, email us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepodcast. No, at onlymoviepod. You know, know our that. Twitter. Um, Let us know what you think. Everybody, everybody. We have a little gap in the in the schedule, and we need some feedback. Well, here. not only that. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, yeah. and. Yeah. I want everyone, in addition to whatever else you're going to talk to us about, tell us why you love or hate or are indifferent to the Fast franchise. Mm-hmm. I want to know what our listeners, who have made it to the end of this hour-long <laughs> yeah, podcast, <laughs> think about this franchise. I need mm-hmm. to know. Please let us know. Only movie podcast at gmail.com. Uh, until next week. We will see you again. Is that the song? That has a chunk. <laughs> yeah. Family. Family. For no. Say it. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not going to say it. You could have said I am Groot. I'm the heel. I'm the heel. I'm the heel. Wait, what are you not going to say? I'm not going to say it. What are you going to say? I'm, what? The, I'm not going to say it. Bye, bird.
<laughs> oh, what a dick. 